0: Game day! Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. Alright, we got a bit of a busy show today. we got to recap the weekend's games against the Ottawa Senators. 1-1, lost one, so we'll talk about that. And then we got a little bit of news coming from those games, and which has kind of trickled into uh, uh, some massive cap gymnastics that the Maple Leafs are going to have to do over the next few days. And then also we got a game tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. We'll be previewing that game and going over our three keys, as we always do. But let's start off with the weekend's games against the Senators. Uh, didn't start off too well, right? A 5-3 loss on Friday against the Sens. Didn't go very well. It, it did not. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. Certainly, I would say the, the worst performance of the Maple Leafs early in the season. Now granted, you know, it was only three games into the year at the time, so it's, you know, it's it's not hard to be the worst if you have one bad outing out of three, uh, but you know, it, it just, it was really concerning to see, to, to be quite honest with you, just because, uh, you know, this is a team that Toronto really expects to to beat. You got to beat the teams that you can and that you should and they did not do that on Friday. They did on Saturday and we'll get to that in a second, but Friday they didn't. And really it was it was a matter of uh like a 4 minute window where Ottawa really just just kept going. They scored three goals. Right, Leafs were up two-one midway through the second. Ottawa scored three in just over three minutes, and that was ball game, right? At that point, it's four-two. Uh, the the Leafs were able to 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 bring it to within another, but uh, it just wasn't uh, wasn't the best performance out of Toronto. Um, I thought that really there wasn't anybody who played great. Like even that top line, Marner, very very poor game out of him. Uh, Bounce back on Saturday, but Friday not not a good one. Uh, Freddie Anderson, boy, that was a A a bad, bad outing for Freddie. Um, And then we'll see if he ends up playing tonight, but certainly not one uh, that he will be putting on his highlight reel. I felt that, you know, three of those goals probably should have been stopped. Uh, I, I just I, I felt that Freddie was not on his game that night. And it's it's concerning early in the year, you know, Freddie, October. We were hoping. Well, October's not here right now. So maybe because we're starting the season in January, maybe he'll start uh start off with a pretty good year and it hasn't so far. Didn't play great against Montreal, let up four goals and then hasn't played didn't play great on Friday night against Ottawa. Um and we'll see if he ends up playing tonight. But, you know, Freddie it's, it's a little concerning a little bit and really outside of maybe the third line I would say um, not a great game overall on Friday like it, there's not much that you can talk about I think it's one where you just you take the L on the chin and you know you've, you're on night one of a back to back so you kind of get a good night's sleep you wake up the next day and hope to put a, a much better effort and that's what they did so I was happy to see the response on Saturday where they ended up winning that one three to two much better performance you take a Look, it's like night and day. That entire lineup um, played extremely well, and and I think the score three two isn't necessarily indicative of kind of how how much the Leafs dominated that game right like it's it's so tough when you just look at at scoreboards you say three two oh ottawa must have been really fighting and, and they must have been fighting and, and close to uh, to it but i mean no the, it, just take a look at the shots on goal just for reference of how much of a slaughtering it was 40 to 19 they had nine, or 19 shots alone toronto had in the second period uh, and that's all ottawa had throughout the game so matt murray uh what had to be really be on his a game there so uh you know Ottawa definitely got outplayed there, and Toronto played more so the way that we would expect, despite it being just a 3-2, uh, 3-2 game. But the more important thing, and something that I think is, is definitely exciting to see, is that top line really got going that night. Uh, all three ended up with goals, Marner, Matthews, and of course, Jumbo Joe Thornton scoring his first as a Maple Leaf, um, which I think he's now the second oldest Maple Leaf to ever score a goal. Uh, and after it was funny though, cause after the, in the zoom meetings afterwards in the post game, uh, he asked, he's like, oh, am I the oldest? And they're like, no, you're second to. To, I can't remember which player it was, but he was like, ah, oh, well, looks like I'm going to have to play a little bit uh, and end up with that record. So, I don't know, maybe that's him saying I'm ready to keep going as as long as I can. And, I mean, whether after a performance like that where I felt, you know, he played a lot better on Saturday than he did on Friday and, and obviously on Wednesday as well in Game 1. Um, so, I, I liked what I saw out of that lineup uh, and, and that line as a whole, the way that they were just moving the puck around. Mitch Marner was an absolute stud. He was a star that entire game. He had the puck on a string. He was getting into great spots. Uh, he was setting up uh, Jumbo and setting up the the power play also, and and Matthews putting the puck on his stick in good positions. I really liked what I saw out of Marner that night, uh, and if that's the the Mitch Marner that we can see, Going forward, I think the Leafs are in great shape. Um, elsewhere, I thought Alex Kerfoot actually had a pretty good weekend um, and a really good game on Saturday. I thought he had a few uh, or a few plays where he really stood out. It seems like he's starting to gain a little bit more confidence and starting to be a little bit more, um, you know, proactive when it comes to some plays he's making there out there on the ice. So it's nice to see Kerfoot uh, stepping up and having himself a nice game. I think that. That third line in general where they're hoping to have themselves a shutdown line, if they can really be a solid checking role and also contribute offensively, the Leafs really have three lines that they can just – pump out there against any opponent on any given night and line match it's going to be so difficult with this team with the depth that they have uh if if that third line can also produce offensively it's going to be a huge boon for them going forward especially in road games where it's not going to be so easy for opponents and the coaching uh for the other teams to match up against these lines because they're going to have to choose okay well who do we put our best defensive pairing against the, you know, the, there's three different lines that could score here. They're going to have to kind of figure out how they want to do it. Uh, but anyways, I, a real solid performance from everybody on Saturday. Brody, a massive bounce-back game. He looked really good. And, of course, Jack Campbell. You know, I thought that he uh, he wasn't tested as much. You know, 19 shots on net. Uh, allowed two goals of those 19 shots and probably could have had the the Stutzla goal. I felt that was a little bit of a softie. It just kind of went through his body. Probably should have had it. He said the same thing after the game. But also what he did say afterwards, which I thought was funny, you know, J- Jack Campbell, uh he's a guy that he's such a great teammate, such a nice person and and I kind of forgot about it, but I remember when he first came to the team, everybody was talking about how great of a dude he was, like buying guys dinner, wanting to always go out and, and, you know, be in, involved in team outings and have team nights and, you know, make new friends. And that's what he wanted to do. And, and I think it's more so just the fact that he want to make friends. He's just a nice guy. He's a really outgoing dude. And after the game, he said, I, oh, really, what I want to do after seeing uh, Stutzla score his first goal, I want to go and shake his hand and congratulate him. He's like, I wish I had it. And it, it didn't go in, but... Want to shake his hand. He's going to be a great player in the league. And, you know, kind of honored to be the guy who scores his first NHL goal against. And I guess that's something that Stutzel will always remember, of course. And I uh, just felt it was it was just funny that Campbell, of course, comes out and is just so nonchalantly nice about him. He's like, yeah, I kind of just wanted to shake his hand and say, hey, good job. You scored in the in the National Hockey League. So I thought that was funny. But, you know, I, I, the fact that Campbell went out and won, um, won that game the night after Freddie just looked horrible. Uh, There's a question now whether or not there's a goalie controversy. And, you know, I'll talk about it a little bit later in the podcast about who I believe should be starting a net tonight in Winnipeg. But I think the question about is there a goalie controversy already, I think it's a little too early. uh, But I'll get into it a little bit more later. And one other piece of news came out of Saturday's game that I obviously haven't touched on yet, and that's the Nick Robertson injury. And I'll talk about that on the other side because there's a lot of ramifications to this injury. But before I do, let me tell you guys all about one of today's show sponsors, and that's betonline.ag. I know we're all big hockey fans here at the Locked On Lease podcast, but what about football? You guys ready? You got college football heading into bowl season, and there's some big matchups this weekend. The NFL regular season, finishing up with the playoff picture, becoming a little clearer, and there's only one place that has you covered, and one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. That's the promo code Locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. You toss 50 bucks into your account, you get 75. That's how it works. Using the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. Uh, Mike DiStefano still with you, the host of this daily Maple Leafs podcast. All right, so obviously Nick Robertson getting injured was not the regular season debut, I think, that uh, Robertson was hoping for. Remember, he didn't play a game at all last year, got into some playoff games, but didn't play in the regular season. So Saturday was technically his first game in the NHL, um regular season game and ended up checking out of it early after leaving the game with a knee injury uh after taking a hit along the boards and so far early indication that's looking like a 4 week recovery timeline so uh won't see him for about a month or so but this really put uh a lot of like there's a lot of ramifications to this injury because Nick Robertson's cap is so low being you know a second round rookie uh, still playing on his rookie contract and the Leafs were already so far up against the cap that Brandon Pridham and the Maple Leafs front office really have to do some cap gymnastics now for a little bit. And that's caused a couple of veterans to hit the waiver wire, something they certainly were not uh, wishing to have to do so early into the season. But both Jason Spezza and Aaron Dell have now hit the waiver wire. Um, and at the time of recording this, it hasn't come out about whether or not um, anyone's been claimed recording this Monday morning. But it, it you know, th- the... Person you're really worried about here is Aaron Dell because Spezza came out and he said, "Look, if I get claimed, I'm probably just going to retire. I'm not going to report, so it you know it would be really not beneficial if anybody claimed me because it's I'm not going to play for you. So let me go through waivers and I'll go back to Toronto, and that's the only team I want to play for. I'll be on the practice squad or on the taxi squad, and then I can go up and down and play when when needed. So that that's that's Spezza. So there's not you know much to worry about him hitting the wire. Aaron Dell, though, I think. There is some concern here that we could lose him. A big reason why Aaron Dell didn't go through waivers the first time was because of that fear that teams are still looking for a a dependable third goalie in the league. Um, and, And Aaron Dell is that. He's a dependable third goalie. He's a guy who's proven to be at least the number two, can certainly, certainly be a qualified number three. And there are teams out there that desperately need one. You know, Edmonton with Mike Smith's injury definitely needs a goaltender. Um, New Jersey, after Corey Crawford retired, I think could still use another dependable goaltender. Uh, you know, Winnipeg, I think, could still use another goaltender. So there are a few teams out there that certainly could be eyeing a guy like Aaron Dell to be Improve the depth at the goalie position, and in this season, we've talked about how much the depth at the goalie position is going to be uh, crucial for this team. Because you know, just the fact that you really are going to be reliant on that third goalie if something were to happen, and he's going to have to play a lot of games in this in a condensed season. Like let's say Freddie gets injured or Jack Campbell gets injured, you know that third goalie is going to end up playing quite a bit of games. You know, more games than he would normally, I think, in a a regular season that's not really condensed as much as it is now. So the fact that Aaron Dell hits the wire, um, if he gets claimed, that means that Michael Hutchinson now becomes the Leafs' third goalie. That is not ideal. (laughs) Certainly not ideal for Toronto. So let's all hope that Aaron Dell can clear. I I would be shocked if he does clear through waivers because he's a guy who's on uh, a cheap, 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 cheap contract. He's making what, like $800,000? Maybe uh, a little bit more or less, but in and around there, definitely a very cheap contract um, that any team looking for third goalie would be able to stomach. So I'd be surprised if Dell makes it through and if he doesn't, Michael Hutchinson back with the team. He'll end up getting called up and being the team's third goalie because you have to have a goaltender named to your taxi squad. And that's been Aaron Dell. And now it looks like it's going to be Michael Hutchinson um, if Dell gets claimed. So that's certainly not a, a good sign for the Leafs, not good news for the Maple Leafs. And this is all because of the Nick Robertson injury. Um, some other moves were also made, but it's it's definitely not ideal. Uh, a you're losing Nick Robertson who at, you know, a very young age is going to be missing a significant amount of time. I mean, 4 weeks isn't that significant, but no, at, at a young age where you're still trying to find yourself in the NHL, you definitely don't want to be missing uh, that you know, that large of a sum of games. So you know, there's a lot of implications here with this injury. There's going to be a bunch of of maneuvers with the taxi squad to try and and you know work the cap as much as they can. I know that you know without getting super technical into it, there's a a way to accrue additional cap space for later into the season if you uh, can do that. And and this is just a way they're going to try and, and do that. Like I believe I saw Alex Barabanov was also sent down, which means. There's actually only 11 forwards currently on the roster right now, and I believe they're going to go with 7-D tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, and with that, let's take another quick break. Uh, when we come back, let's preview that game against the Winnipeg Jets. But first, let me tell you guys all about Bill Bar. I gotta tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. And the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious. They've got 18 amazing flavors and six brand new flavors that you wanna check out. My favorite, Cookies and Cream. It is fantastic. But they also got Caramel Brownie. Cherry Barcia, Care Cake Apple Almond Crisp, and that goes along with the other 12 original flavors, and we already know how much I love myself, my peanut butter brownie. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and best of all, the Bilt Bar is healthy, folks. Bilt Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal who's looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Let me tell you a little bit about the peanut butter bar. It's got 19 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar and only 5 grams of net carbs. I'm telling you, these bars are healthy, they're delicious, they're amazing. You just got to go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code on, and you'll receive 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at builtbar.com. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. Mike DiStefano still with you. Let's preview this game against the Winnipeg Jets. Buck drop tonight at 7 p.m. down at Scotia Bank Arena. And as far as who's going to be starting in goal, not too sure yet, but I, I, I'd go Freddie Anderson. I really would. Um, I think it's too early to start this whole goalie controversy, and you can't give up on him after game two this season. You just can't do it, despite you know the fact that Campbell looked good and won. I mean, he only faced 19 shots. And Toronto really was in control of that game. You know, Toronto played a much better game on Saturday in front of the goalie than they did on Friday in front of Anderson. So I'm not ready to give up on him quite yet. I think that he deserves... Obviously, the, the to be the starter on this team, um, and certainly I'm not ready to veer away from that plan after two games. So Anderson, I believe, should get the net back. will probably get the net back, and then if you take a look at what Anderson's done, remember he came from the West Coast, so he played a lot of games against this Winnipeg Jets team. He had a nine zero and two record with a two eighty four goals against and a nine ten save percentage. So not too bad, uh, you know, not not the greatest, um, but you know, nine zero and two record. So he's yet to lose to the team regulation. You get nine out of eleven games. He's been able to beat this team. Um, I I really, really think that Anderson is the is the guy here. He's the player that I would start in this game. It's probably going to end up being a high scoring affair again. So why not give the net to Freddie Anderson, who's had success against this team in the past, and hope that he continues it? You know, I I just goaltenders sometimes can be finicky, and, and and they can get into their heads quite easily and if you end up being taken you know taken off of nights where you should be starting is that going to get into his head and if that gets into his head is it going to affect his play and then is this you know his play really going to spiral out of control i don't know i, I don't want to find out and i think it's way too early to even suggest it um so I think that Freddie should start tonight. I think he will start tonight. And let's hope that he has a good bounce-back performance, especially after seeing Campbell get a victory and look good in his win the other night in uh, in Ottawa. Um, also, what I was kind of mentioning before we took that break is the fact that they could go with seven defensemen tonight after the Robertson injury. And it looks like Mikko Lettinen should check in and, and make his first start. Uh, so Mikko Lettinen, uh, an opportunity here to get some NHL games under his belt. Uh, I don't know how long this 7D11 forward uh, experiment, let's call it, is going to last, but, you know, Letnin is someone who really surprised in camp. He's somebody who played extremely well, and up until, what, the night before the season, uh, everyone expected to see him actually be on the third pair Instead of, of of Travis Dermott, but Dermott ended up, I guess, getting the job more more so. Maybe Lettinen lost the job the way that Sheldon Keefe uh, made it seem. But either way, Lettinen's going to check in tonight, and we'll see what he's got. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get some power play time as well on on PP two. Maybe you know Brody uh, takes a bit of a step back um, in, in minutes tonight, and that'll allow Lettinen to to see what he can do. Uh, so yeah, let's see what Lettinen's got. I'm excited to see him in NHL action against uh, against another team here tonight. Uh, a big injury though for Winnipeg, uh, Patrick Laine out tonight. and let me just quickly see what he is going to be out with. I, I just saw that he was going that he was out, but I didn't see what the injury was. He's just day to day. Let me see if I can quickly find what the injury is. An upper body will not play tonight. Uh, yeah, so I guess banged up at Sunday's practice. So he's going to be out tonight. Um, so Jansen Harkins, a rookie, will, uh, start for him. And that sucks because he was actually real good for Winnipeg in that first game against Calgary. And that's another thing, too. This is just Winnipeg's second game of the season. So they're not, uh, they haven't played outside of, of I think, what was it, Thursday night? Uh, is when they played that game against Calgary. So, Real interesting. Real interesting. One game, then they're done. And then now Toronto playing in their fourth game, and Winnipeg's only in their second game. But yeah, so no Patrick Line as well, uh, which, you know, maybe that, that probably works out in Toronto's favor, taking away one of their uh, most lethal goal scorers that they have, somebody who, with one shot, can really alter a game and, and change the outcome. So uh, I think that definitely plays in. To, uh, to, to Toronto's favorite bit here tonight. Alright, three keys to the game, of course. Number one, and this will probably come up in almost every single keys to the game. That's goaltending. Uh, these were high scoring affairs a year ago. You know, Winnipeg has a lot of offensive firepower, even despite Line A being out. Right? You think Blake Wheeler, Kyle Connor, a, a near forty goal scorer, Mark Shifley, um, You know, just Nick Ehlers, another elite player. You know, there's a lot of offense over on that team. So whether whether it's going to be Anderson or Campbell in net tonight, I think it'll be Anderson. He's going to need to to be steady in net and. He's He's proven proven to be able to do that so far in his career against uh, this Winnipeg team, so hopefully he comes out and does it again because goaltending certainly will be key in this one. Uh, Special teams battles. I think Toronto has an opportunity uh, to really... Take over this game if they can get going on special teams. Try and draw a lot of penalties here. The power play's cooking at thirty-eight and a half percent right now. Uh, surprisingly, thirty-eight and a half percent. So I'm good for fourth in the league. You would think that would be a little bit higher than that. I know. We're, I guess we're still early in the year, so you got some teams that are just cooking. But you know, thirty-eight and a half percent, pretty good uh, through three games so far this year. And the penalty kill, right in the middle of the pack at seventy-six point nine. But they're certainly going to have to be good tonight because you give up penalty if you take penalty against this team. Like I said, Blake Wheeler, Kyle Connor, uh, Mark Shifley, um, Neil Pionk has turned out to be a pretty good piece on the back end. Josh Morrissey also um, you know, could, could quarterback quarterbacks power play time here. I, I like what uh, the offense that this team has and their power play can be lethal if they get going, even without Patrick Laine. So the PK is really going to have to be good tonight. Hopefully they don't take many penalties and won't force the penalty kill to, uh, to have to be out there quite as much to be quite honest with you and then my third key i would say consistency uh so far we look at all three games we've had a meh performance like yeah okay they they played good in spurts they played all right they played good enough to win in the opener on on wednesday they did not play well at all on friday and then they really dominated on saturday so we've seen. Basically, the three severities of a game uh, with these Maple Leafs, and and I just think this team needs to build consistency. You know, some some maturity, uh, really start setting settling in here. That was the, the the reasoning for bringing in guys like Simmons, bringing in guys like Joe Thornton, Zach Bogosian to bring in some maturity and to bring in uh, you know some consistency to this lineup. And we haven't quite seen uh, that. Too, too much. Uh, so I think a full sixty-minute effort against a skilled, uh, you know, team who does play a very mature game like the Winnipeg Jets is going to be uh, a, a real key factor in tonight's game. So that's why it is my third key of the game. And finally, for my final prediction, let's uh, let's let's go with a four-two lease victory. William Nylander will score tonight. So that's my prediction. Leafs 4-2 win, Nylander with a goal. That's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at makeinascorecanuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll be recapping this win I said win. Well, let's hope it's a win. But we'll be recapping this game against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, but until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leaves.